Welcome in to another edition of the Tepe Cake Podcast, episode, episode. 513. Mitch on the other side of Zoom. Charlie here with you. Free agency preview for the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to also get into who's on our Brewer shit list, whether it is a longstanding annoyance whether it's a recent annoyance we'll get into that there are a lot of guys that you could you could be mad at even though i think they've won like seven of their last 11 games but still you can always be annoyed at guys when you're watching 162 games and then lastly we will discuss if time time permitting uh where jordan love is in terms of the quarterback tiers because that is hot in the streets but who's hotter in the streets is my man mitch what's up how you doing Real quick, I'm I'm doing well. Um, we're, we're not going to get into it yet, but with Brewer shit list, is that limited to players? No, it could be managers. It could be GMs. It could be announcers. It could be reporters. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, but, I'd say, but not, but not the owner. You the owner, if you want. I mean, I think you know. I think if we're gonna start, if we're starting feisty already here before, like we're. We're a minute in. We're like we can, early here. We can, drop we, can, we, can, we can exclude Mark A because I no. think he's on everybody's shit list. I think, well, we, we can, let's just, let's, we'll talk about it later. Um, But yeah, everybody's included. You can put him on there if you want. I think it'd be stupid too, but that's, that's okay. So, you know, we'll uh, talk about that. It seems like we have some spicy uh, disagreements already as we were before we even got going. And but yeah, you're you're doing okay. You're hanging in there. I'm hanging right in here. Yep, it's uh, you know, excited for free agency. Finally, get some tangible things to discuss instead of you know hypotheticals. And you know, um, you know, we'll know Friday night, I guess, uh, officially, kind of where, because that's the great thing about NBA free agency is they don't really mess around too much. It's no. pretty much an, a nice, tidy two-hour product where it's just bang, bang, bang. Because all these deals are, you know, as we speak, are probably just need to be signed. Or I, I guess they technically can't even be signed. They can't until... be signed. But there's there's definitely some agreement in principle. Right. Um, the tampering is pretty bad. I, I was going to say that that actually I shouldn't say that because that would be tampering. But we all know right. that uh, – Oh yeah, you know, it's unless you're the it, Bucks. Yeah, yeah, the Bucks. Well, they're what two teams that got a second round pick taken away this mm-hmm. year. So I mean, I I will credit the league has come down a little harder. Uh, I think as long as it's not blatantly obvious, like the Knicks one with Brunson last year was so transparent. It was so there was like it, it was very clear that something mm-hmm. that happened there. I think as long as it's not that obvious, um, you know there is. <laughs> They're, they can oh, you, you just basically don't be the fucking Knicks. And then I also think that I think the new CBA now has it where you can start negotiating with your own players on like three or four days before free agency. So there are likely conversations being had right now with the Bucks front office and Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. And that's a good place to start because the rumors this week as and yesterday you know kind of drove it further it was that it seems like chris middleton is on the verge of re-signing with the brewers 
and it also seems or Brewers so, Bucks. with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, with the Bucks and Brooke Lopez is leaning towards returning to the Milwaukee Bucks as well. So the Rockets rumors have since they're still out there. They still exist. The Rockets are going to make a push, but yeah. it does seem like Brooke has all the all of it's to run it back with with the Bucks. So what's kind of your thoughts on? You know, team basically run it back. I, I'm I'm good with it. I mean, I think it's it's where we're where we're where we're going to have to be. I mean, it's you know, are are you going to let those the, the way the way the NBA is now with the CBA and the way teams run things, you are better off keeping somebody. Pretty much, whatever the price may be. Because you a don't want the asset to, and like you don't you don't want to lose the asset for nothing. I think whatever whatever you want to say about Chris or Brooke, you know their age, their injury history, uh, are they declining or not? Look, I mean with with the team that we had last year, I don't see any. They maybe they don't win fifty eight games again, but you know they're going to win fifty plus regardless, and you know you just, you don't really want to let the assets walk out the door and it's not like the bucks can, can just replace that money with, with, you know, with letting those guys walk unless there's a sign and trade involved, which, you know, because there are a lot of teams in the Bucks situation, I think uh, that's possible, but there just hasn't been a lot of smoke in that and or on that subject. So yeah, I, I expect both those guys to be back. I don't buy for one second. Brooke would go to Houston. Um, I mean, Houston is like that. I, I like. I was thinking about that. Obviously, yes. I've been listening to Simmons this week, and he wants Brooke gone more than anything. And um, it's like he ain't going to Houston. I mean, it. Like you're sitting there listening to that, and it's like you you feel like it's almost like getting getting cheated on by somebody you know with your significant other by somebody that you know is just 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 trash. You know what I mean? Where right. it's like, why, why would, it, it's why would like, he ever go to such a, to, to such an awful situation? Well, to and bring I, in the Houston, to bring in the Houston analogy, not to interrupt, but it's like getting cheated on by a strip with a stripper, right? Yeah. Like it's pretty like, much, I mean, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I didn't really want to say that, but go ahead. Sorry. Go off King. Sorry. And, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, that that's pretty much what it is. It's where it's just like, that is, and it's like, well, he's, he's got the ring. So he wants to get one last contract. It's like, Why? You know, right. he's made yeah. plenty of money in his career. It's not like he's going to be eating ramen noodles. I mean, could he get five more mil a year with Houston? Sure. But, you know, I think Brooke really enjoys Milwaukee, frankly. And guess what? We saved his – we saved – we took him off the scrap heap four years ago, five years ago. And, and we saved his and, back. Saved his career and, and saved his back. And, I mean, I think it's – one more run. Now, Nik- Nikola Vucevic apparently agreed to a three-year, $60 million extension with the Bulls. God bless the Bulls. And, uh, but I think that's a roughly Brooks market. I mean, something like that, you know, three for 60. When I, when I saw that, I thought, okay, uh, you know, I could live with that. I would prefer the third year, maybe non-guaranteed yeah, um, for Brooke, but I could get down with that, with that market. Right. And as far as Chris, I'd love to have the last year non-guaranteed as well. But but Chris, I mean, three for one hundred would be 
I'd be oh, fucking doing cartwheels. It's man. a dream. I mean, I, I mean it, yeah, you yeah. have to you have to peel you have to peel me off the wall. Like we're doing a pod Saturday morning, by the way. Um, so we're gonna react to all of this, yes. and we will be. I mean, we'll be through the roof if it's three for one hundred. I even think yeah. I I think if it's four for one twenty five or four for one ten, I think we're still still pretty fired up. Um, I think as long as they four stays, for one ten would be even better. Right, probably. as long as long as it stays under, I think like the 30 135, Yeah, the one thirty five mark, thirty million mark. I think then everything's okay. After that, I think we're a little concerned, and I understand. You have to give a little to get a little. I, I get that. I get that. Not everything's going to be super team friendly, but yeah. I do think there is a feeling of what they left on the table. I think they know that if Giannis was healthy, they could have won the East. I'm not going to say they would have because they, they got out in the fucking first round, right? You just can't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know there there's unfinished business. And your point about Brooke, real quick, to go back there, just because you win one title doesn't always like quench quench it. Just because you got one doesn't mean like it's right. over, right? Uh, Travis Kelsey was on part of my take uh, earlier this week, and I know it's football, it's not basketball, but I I think it's the same thought. He's like, it feels so much different now that you won the second title. It feels so much better. Like you just mm-hmm. there there is a somewhat of an at piece with being a two time Super Bowl champion, two time. NBA Finals champion because especially if you do it with the same team, you're now like a legacy guy. You're a guy that you're you're still a legacy guy with one, but you're like maybe number in the rafters. You know, people go back. You'll go back to that years later, and people will talk about, oh yeah, that that Bucks that legendary Bucks run and everything else. So yeah, yeah. I, I really well, think like the two and as years, we've discussed before, it's it's one of those things where the the one. People can nitpick it and call it a fluke. When you get sure. two, it becomes a lot less of a fluke. And it and it it's not a dynasty, but it's it just solidifies everything that much further. And two, mm-hmm. the com- the competitor in these guys, the competitor in us as fans, you get that one, you want another one for sure. Yeah. And like you get that taste. And like I was thinking too, like it was weird, like because it's we're we're two years two years removed now from the Bucks winning it and so remember like how weird it was like that starting the next season it was like oh man we gotta we gotta play again like yeah we didn't know. want yeah we didn't want yeah we, it was a very much a the vibes were so high that you just didn't necessarily right. need to you're like all right you didn't you didn't want to you didn't want to just you just wanted it to, to be done forever and then yeah we're the we're the last champions but uh going back to chris and brooke i want to i want to hear your thoughts on on a on a quick question Sure. Who who has more leverage? It could be either player, but like Chris or Brooke, like the player or the organization. Oh, because that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I could see both ways because again, where are those guys going to go? That makes any more sense. Um, there probably is one or two out there that are that are kind of in the weeds that people aren't necessarily thinking of teams that don't have glaring cap space. Mm-hmm. But then, like, like at the same time, at, what 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 are the Bucks going to do without those guys? They're fucked without right. those guys. Yeah. So like, it it really could come down to, um, it, Chris is just not going to take. You know, he wants to get every last dollar because he is, you know, 
But again, where is he going to go? I don't know. What do you think? I think for Brooke Lopez, it's a little more of the player because I think with how many teams are adopting drop coverage, right? Mike Boonholzer mm-hmm. has drop coverage on steroids. Like he was addicted to it. He couldn't <laughs> do anything other than drop coverage. But right. the real, the, the good teams are blending in drop coverage, right? You saw Denver do it. You saw Miami do a little bit of it. You saw, you know, obviously LA who has Darvin Ham do it. There's bud connections, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's Memphis, uh, that could make a case to Brook Lopez to say, hey, we're doing similar stuff that Bud's doing here. Why don't you just come join us instead of learning a new system? And but and he can go back to the Bucks and say, hey, Memphis is offering me this. Can you match this? I realize Memphis has not been mentioned for Brook Lopez, but I, I just want to put it out there that I, I think he has a little more leverage just because the drop has become so popular in the league. And I think that teams can figure out how to play with Brooke Lopez. Um, yeah. And it's not. And, and I think, I think Brooke's skill set is coveted. Yes. You know, in today's just the big man. He, he's a big man's making, can, a com- can, making a comeback can, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, that it is a little bit, but not so much. Brooke's not really a passer, but no. uh he can set night set. He's a monster dude who can set screens and can protect the rim without. And but he also shoots. He shot really well from three this year again, after a couple of down years. But um, so he, I, I do agree that he Brooke has probably the more leverage. Chris I think is like doesn't have a great market, so I I expect like five oh one on Friday to see. You know some some extension with the box with Chris. I just don't. Yeah, I'd be I'd be shocked. Brooke, I'd be shocked too. I'd be very angry. Yeah, I think the Chris. Yeah, I think the Chris one's more organization, just because of the you know the amount of good how they've treated Chris. I think just bringing him into he met with the owners before they hired coaches. Like they had the dinner together. Like I, I feel like that matters, right? And I think they're trying to make him a part of this player empowerment thing they're doing with Giannis. And I think also weirdly, Chris owes a lot to Giannis Antetokounmpo and, you know, and, and Giannis never gave up on Chris. Chris was his guy. And I feel like they're, they're connected. I could understand if Middleton had a little more of a personality, right? I'm not saying he's Kyrie Irving, but if he had like a Kyrie, maybe like Kyrie, um, maybe homeless man's Kyrie personality where it's just like, fuck this. I want to do this on my own. I want to show people that I am my own man and I can do this myself. Like he'd go elsewhere and he would play, he'd, you know, pick a bad team and be like, I'm going to be a star of this bad team and prove you guys wrong and lead them prominence. But that's just not who Chris Middleton is. So I, I think that, yeah, yeah. Middleton, it's more organizational based. And I think it's also more Giannis base that part of that organizational like whole, it has to do with Antetokounmpo. And I mean, yeah, so we're running the shit back, you know, I mean, for the most yeah. part, uh, I think, I think just get used to it. People, uh, you know, all these, all these bucks avatars on Twitter, okay. they want to trade everybody. And it's yeah. like, there we go. You can't, this ain't fantasy basketball, first of all. And I mean, look, it's hard to win a championship. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to build the perfect team. There is no yep. such thing. Right. And 
you just have to hope that that all it would have taken is one guy steps up, right? Yeah. Like Jesus. When they won the championship, I mean, Middleton was awesome. That's a right. big reason. Yeah. He was the – oh, I guess there was a bunch of guys at different times. So, sure. I mean, that that's sort of – But Middleton you – know, Yes, I'm contradicting Middleton, myself, but no, no, no. It's... But Middleton, Middleton was massive in so many of the games. There's so many games you can look back at the box score, and you're like, "How do we win this game?" Oh yeah, Chris Middleton had a big shot. Chris Middleton did this. Like you'll have a lot of the finals games coming up here in July, and you'll just remember how awesome Middleton was in Game Four, in Game Five, and then closing out Game Six. Like Middleton had so much to do with that. Continue. Right. Well, and, and I mean Pat Connaughton. Had, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's other, there's others, but I think you know to your point, like Middleton had such a there was a value there, and yes, he has had some knee issues. Yes, maybe he hasn't trained the way that Antetokounmpo hoped for, but maybe this is you know fully healthy Chris Middleton next year, and it's it's all behind him, and this mm-hmm. is not going to be an issue now maybe it is and then the Bucks made a massive mistake and we can talk about that but it's worth the risk and you have to risk stuff in sports it's just part of it especially when you're chasing championships you could argue the same people that might not want to take the risk with Middleton are the same motherfuckers that get mad at the Packers for not taking risks on different things yeah I I mean right like am I wrong there I'm trying to trying to decipher your analogy there if that was correct or not but well no so it's like all right you're taking a risk with middleton staying healthy right and you're you're paying him a bunch of money to do that my point of the packers not taking risk is they're on this hey we'll draft and develop and then at a certain point we're not going to bring a guy back because we believe like pretty much only like hall of famers are worth two contracts david bakhtiari aaron Rodgers. And so on. And they, I think they thought Devontae Adams wasn't Devontae didn't want it, but they lowballed him to start, right? They didn't mm-hmm. take a risk with that and say, all right, fuck the cap. We're going to make sure Devontae's happy. We're going to make sure Aaron's happy. And, you know, and we don't need to go into the whole of what happened with the Packers. Well, no, that's well, like I, I would the say Packers. the Bucks have taken risks. The Packers have risked in a different way. They always err on the side of not paying the guy. And it's a different sport, so it's it's, oh, totally. totally it's hard. Totally. And, but, you know, NFL, you always want to be out on a guy a year early than a year later. Right. Right. Um, so, but the Bucks have, have pretty much done over the last three years what it takes, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of, yes, trading everyone for Damian Lillard, that would be wild. Yeah. And, and that would be going all in. I mean, and, they and, already have, don't, don't have much in the asset pot to begin with. Right. And I think the Lillard thing, I, I agreed with what Cowherd said, which doesn't happen often, that the fit in Milwaukee is probably better than Miami because Giannis is younger. Dame then is that second guy. And basically two old guys never win the title. And if it's Dame and Jimmy, that's 33 and 34. So then I started thinking, I'm like, I kind of want the heat to do this. Like blow 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 up on yourself. This, like, there's a real path, and I understand heat devil magic. I get it. But there's something in me that thinks, you know, maybe the heat would blow up on themselves if if they brought in Lillard. 
what do the Heat have to trade? I, I still can't figure that out. I mean, I, I think people are. Do we really love Tyler Hero? Yeah, I think people are overvaluing Tyler Hero. And I, and I think I, they have most of their picks, right? Yeah, Which, and they have a bunch of picks. Yeah. So the, you basically, I, I like the, I like the Brooklyn package a lot better. Like if you could get Mikhail Bridges, if you could get, you know, something else from Brooklyn, I, I like that a lot better. Um, but that is sort of kind of falling off the wayside. It just seems like it's Miami, but I don't want to just deter from the conversation is yes, I am, you know, kind of talking through assets and guys who could get traded. I I don't think that we are going to see a trade this weekend. I think if you're going to see a trade, it probably happens, you know, av- after the dust is settled, as pieces are moving around. Maybe if there's a sign and trade opportunity in some in some capacity. But I, I really see like if I had to do a not necessarily trade value, but a trade ranking. I would probably put it at Grayson, Bobby, and then there's like a tear down Drew and Pat Conton. And I and that's kind of how I go. I just don't think Pat has a ton of value. That's why he's fourth and he's Giannis's guy. So that's why I would put it there. I'd also put Bochamp way down there. I think it would have to be some premier deal to get to give up Marjan Bochamp. How how would you rank the the trade yeah, I, tradable assets would that be the same as you would you tweak anything i mostly agree with that actually uh at this point i i, I as the days go by i find it harder to believe harder to think Pat, or grace Allen's on the team next year mm-hmm. um i, I just think with, with his and somebody else's contract like a pat or a bobby that gets you to like 20 million right and or close to it and that can that could give you like an even better bench guy, yeah. Like a Norm Powell, yep. You know, a-, a la Norm Powell, who I've was apparently available. Guy's been traded yeah. a million times. He's he's Tobias Harris two point Hunter Renfro and, of of basketball. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And uh, you know, I, that's kind of a, a huge need for the Bucks. Um, oh I yeah. I think he's he's uh he's can't be any worse a defender than Grayson Allen. Bless his heart, he tries, but he's also Norm Powell's a bucket, and right. uh, you know, and I kind of want the Bucks to get him just so I don't have to watch him score twenty eight against us every single time, especially when the fucking Celtics go and get him or something. Yeah, with Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, his contract, and and that's just that's I I don't know if I could recover from that. You're also de- yeah, that'd be really tough. You're also dealing with a Clippers team that needs to get under the apron, right? That needs that has a lot of financial issues right now. They'd so, be more or less looking to dump Norm. Right. That's why I, that's why like maybe just Grayson and yep. maybe a pick or something gets it done. Right. Because that would save them save them I think, money. Like ten million. Right. It's Grayson's a, like eight and a half or nine or ten, and I think Norm Powell's closer to twenty. So are you are you in on the Colin Sexton love or, or not? Not really. Um, could do worse. I mean, he's, he's young, he's young. athletic and, yeah. and, and is a ball handler. I mean, former, I like all that things. Former, those things. former top 10 pick who, you know, kind of put on the wayside. We've seen this story now, what the last two finals teams had Wiggins, former number one. Aaron Gordon, former top 10 pick. Sexton, eighth pick overall. Hasn't exactly found his footing 
um, has battled some injuries. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting, but his contract's heavy, man. It's a big contract. Like we're we're talking thirty six million still left there for him, and that's that's a lot. And actually, it's more than that. It's more money than than it. So it's a it's a significant chunk of change. And on top of that, you're t- you're dealing with Danny Ainge, and Danny Ainge doesn't lose trades. He's a motherfucker. And I just wonder are the Fuck Jazz? Danny Ainge. I know. Are the Jazz done? Are the Jazz done dealing? You know, you Danny that, Ainge is. He's, he's he's the Green Bay Packers of the NBA. Oh, 100%. Always, always, always in the mix, never actually makes the trade. I mean, he just did one for John Collins, but it was, again, a dump. Like, he basically yeah. he basically was like a boxer just wearing a guy down. Like, they probably had John Collins discussions since February, and the deal finally gets done now, and Danny's like, all right, you're kind of fucked in the second apron. You want to just give me John Collins? They're like, oh. Sure, I guess. I guess we'll give you John Collins, and John Collins finally leaves. So right, I, I, but John Collins has has basically zero trade value. So he's gonna he'll oh, go right. to Utah, and Utah last year was the was the wasteland of the NBA where they it all the, said it was the rival. It was the revival spot, man. Yeah, it, it was, was the it was the it was the prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Colin Sexton's contract isn't that horrible. It's like eighteen million a year. Oh, I it's I thought it had a couple. I mean, it has a couple of years left on it. Yeah, it does. I think it's three. Yeah. I think it's three yeah. years left. It's more of the years on it that I I get a little little concerned about. But yes, for this year, so eighteen million is nothing. It's just can right. you fit, find a way to fit eighteen million in every year, kind of, or for the next two years going forward? But yeah, I mean that way. I just it, don't know. I don't know how you're gonna pry him from Utah. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if I think like Utah's done. Like I actually, I don't, if Utah's going to make moves, they'll make moves to help enhance their team, not necessarily take away from their team. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Right. They're, they're, they're a team full of tradable guys that, you know, no stars. I mean, it's just one of those things where they have to, you know, it's eventually they're going to have to trade for, a big a big fish and right and sort of you know start to but they're only a year in the rebuild i guess i don't know yeah it, they're not not every rebuild's the same but yeah it's it is a really it's a really interesting spot it's a really interesting spot oh fuck joey we were just gonna hit in the hand um that's sure, not sure good. did that's not good um 220 hitter i'll be all right Good defender, and he's our meathead. Um, so we need that energy. Um, all right. So any other guys tradable wise? I mean, Darius Garland might be available. I, Not I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you're getting that for Drew Holiday. I, no. I don't think you can sell that. I think it had unless the only way that they do it is if Cleveland is convinced that. They absolutely need a vet. They need more veterans, and that Holiday plus Donovan Mitchell is your pathway to to a title. But really, would they're, Cleveland? They're not trading Darius Garland. Well, can I also include? I don't think they're going to trade Darius Garland to the Eastern Conference. I realize the NBA is not. This is more of an NFL, more of a baseball thing. But I I would be really surprised if you're trading a very young asset to the inside your 
your conference that you're competing for titles with. That seems super reckless to me. Right, which is why would why would Cleveland trade Garland to the Bucks? Listen, man, I you know basically the disgusting brothers of the Midwest, Wendy and John Fanta. Wendy was like, "I there's some Cleveland stuff. I don't know really know, but like it's I'm hearing some wild stuff out of Cleveland." And Fanta brought up the Garland thing today, and I'm just saying like it's there. It seems like they're smoke billowing. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I don't think he'd be a buck, but you just, you kind of never, you never know. Sometimes weird shit can happen, right? So That's, John, Chris, Chris Farley Fanta, is he now a, uh, he's an NBA guy now. Is that he, does a little, he does a little bit of both. He does a little bit of both. You don't like John to, Fanta for some reason. I, um, he's, he's whatever. He just has too much energy for me. Yeah. But um, he's uh I, yeah, I, I have heard a little NBA commentary from him lately, and it's just like, aren't you a, you know, stay in your lane, bud. Watch he, your own bobber. He did uh, He did some stuff. He actually did some stuff for Fox and, and things like that this year. So, um, right. yeah, no, so whatever. But anyways, I doubt, yeah, Garland I think would be the, the pie in the sky for sure. I would probably have to take a long walk you know, down the home, down the home bridge and in Lake Michigan, if Carl Towns was on my basketball team, um, that would be, I've seen some of that. No fucking way. Absolutely not. I will, I'll put my dead body in front of that. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know that again, just stuff you see. And this is a wild time. This is an absolutely wild, wild time. Uh, um, right, which is why, you know, I don't know. Uh, but look at it a little, but I don't need every every idea on Reddit to be put on my <laughs> come across my desk and have to have to break it down. Cause they're not trading Darius Garland. Timberwolves, I they should trade towns, but I, I don't know if that's happening right now. Um yeah. I mean Colin Sexton, fine, but like how are you getting them with the with the poo-poo platter we have to offer? Right. It's yeah. just Unless yes, you're you doing Danny Ainge is not an idiot. I'll say that. No, no, that's why I think the Clippers is the. I think if you're like, what's the most reasonable trade? I think it's yes. the Norman Powell. I think because I think you got to look at you got to look at the Clippers situation because they're they have a huge payroll. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think, Dallas maybe just because of how of how the Kyrie situation is kind of volatile and stuff like that. I feel like. That's got to shake out first, yep. um, but they might be, I don't know, a new look team. Um, Sacramento has a ton of cap space, but I feel like they want to, I don't know, obviously they want to be as good as they can right now. So right. that one's an interesting yeah. one to kind of monitor. Can I can I put something else across here? Someone said Kyrie bought a fucking house in, in Milwaukee. I saw that today. Um and uh, yeah, that, that I think I might have saw that. That it had to be fake or that it had to be a joke. I hope so. He <laughs> just yelled, right? <laughs> oh man! Totally well, it's, it, it, I I could I wouldn't put anything past him just in terms of like. Do, I I not once would that cross my mind that he would play for our team. Yeah. Um. So. Well, he um, also he also hates Giannis. Like he thinks that if Gian, that Giannis that was a dirty play. 
and that if Giannis doesn't go underneath to get a fucking rebound, heaven forbid, that the Nets are champions and his life is entirely different. I think he truly believes that. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Um, basketball play. The Kyrie, the Kyrie fans are the most delusional fans on the internet. No, no one's close. The Kyrie um, weirdos are way up there. Arden fans. Who are more like Trump fans, Harden fans or Kyrie fans? My column. <laughs> what yeah, the fanism of Donald Trump says about the fans of Kyrie and and Harden, and that's yeah, crazy. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. I don't know. So, There's a lot of d- dumb motherfuckers in NBA Twitter. It's, absolutely, it's really bad. Absolutely. And like so, the more the more people I start following on like Bucks Twitter, the worse it gets. Oh yeah, yeah. You can get yourself into quite the quite the rabbit hole. You just gotta just gotta stay on the fringes. You just gotta be a fringe guy. You can't be a core guy. Well, you gotta stay out of the four U tab because that one. Oh yeah, for you, the, the spiciness gets goes right to the top. You get a lot of spiciness yeah. on the four U page. If you it's know not what I mean. even shit that um, you. It's it's well, I don't know what you mean actually. <laughs> what the hell are you? Uh... <laughs> oh, you don't worry about that. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, I mean, it's just because you see shit from people you don't even follow. And it's like, oh, my. Yeah. Anyway. It, it's uh, for for you tab is is a gift and a curse. Sometimes <laughs> I see some good stuff oh, yeah. there. Right. Sometimes I see just. Social media in a nutshell. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. All right. Let's uh, let's talk wish lists. You know, obviously there's bottom of the barrel stuff. Um, it's not guys that we want. Do you think. Real quick, we'll go with our guys first. Uh, this could be kind of quick. Do you think Javon Carter, is he back, or do you think he's out? Uh, probably back. Ooh, I, I would, I'd have Javon Carter out. I think he'll he'll go find some, some other team that he'll get a little more, more minutes on. Hmm. Just my, my well, opinion. And I think he, he'll get a little more he money. Is, he is else. the backup point guard. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, and I don't think he deserves anything more than that. I don't. I don't and, I, maybe look. I also think though Adrian Griffin could very much sell him on the defense that he wants to play, and I could very well see John Carter fitting in well with kind of the defensive intensity that Adrian Griffin wants wants to bring, you know, to the Bucks next season. Yeah, I mean, I I think he could certainly. I think there's a spot for the guy. I don't really, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He's not, I don't think he thinks he's a starter. I mean, maybe, eh. maybe, maybe they I don't all know, do, man. but with his pull up threes, sometimes he, I think, I think the guy thinks he's Steph Curry. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I, uh, I mean, I, it could be, I'd be curious what a, what a new coach would do to that. I, uh, I agree. Uh, Joe Ingles. Probably gone. Yeah. I think Joe out to pasture. Maybe plays for a bad team, works some trade value up. I mean, great guy. You know, oh like, yeah, he, he's he's a he's a solid basketball player for what he is. But you know, you got to be realistic too. And yeah. um, he's what 35, 36? Like that. Yeah, you know, coming off still working his way back from a torn ACL and and I feel like in theory fits fits a role for the Bucks, but ultimately. You know, unfortunately, our playoff run was was uh, was abbreviated. Um, 
so I don't have a huge sample, but it it just his game is not it's not not suited, you know. He's not fast enough to guard anyone and you know, not offensively he's too much of a statue. Good yeah. shooter, you know, wow. he'll make he'll make a few, but he misses a lot too. To make no mistake. Yeah, absolutely. Uh all right, Jay Crowder, uh to round it out. Do I think he's back or do I want him back? Um, you do I don't both. really, I don't really want him back. Okay. I think, I think it's, uh, he had some comments after the season that I didn't necessarily appreciate. Um, just about how he's surprised he didn't play after they, you know, why they trade for me. I understand the question, but at the same time, what the fuck did he do that, that guaranteed him playing time at any point? Okay. I That's mean, question you're right. for you you're, no, well. I mean, I, I listen. I, I I think yes, Javon Carter. I think he was he was largely Jay a Crowder, disappointment. Yeah, Jay Crowder struggled last year with Bud system. He did not fit seamlessly. He was not the PJ Tucker of twenty twenty three. No, he did not have maybe the gravitational pull that PJ had. Where PJ kind of put Bud in his place in certain points, right. and maybe Jay Crowder tried, and Bud was like, "We're not doing this shit." I haven't seen enough. Um, and I know there's been a lot of postmortem on Bud, but there has not been enough on probably Bud didn't want PJ Tucker back in 2022. I haven't yeah. seen that that take enough out there. Well, but I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, that that probably is the case because I was I was going to say that it becomes clearer, you know, every day that PJ Tucker is a motherfucker. Like he is mostly a good way. Yes. I mean. Where he's he wants the best for everything and he wants to win and lovable motherfucker. You know, he he will get he'll get fifty poured on him by KD, but god damn it, that guy made him work. Yes. And um, you know, and he ain't afraid to get in anyone's face for the better of the team. He doesn't care about his his own his own stats. And I, I just think Jay Crowder did, definitely didn't have that kind of sway. I mean, no. I don't think anyone does though, so it's probably no. not fair. Well, right. Uh, in, in hindsight. And my and what I had told you when we were on the doorstep of getting Jay Crowder was my biggest fear was there are times where Jay Crowder's like, hey, it's Jay Crowder time. Just like Eric Bledsoe would. Where it's like, hey, I haven't shot the ball in a little bit. I need to mm-hmm. shoot the ball. It's like, no, you fucking don't. Don't shoot the ball. We don't if it's unless it's in rhythm, we do not need you shooting the basketball. And right. so I I do think similarly as we've talked about, as I talked about with Carter. I think Adrian Griffin can sell him on a on a different approach. I think Adrian Griffin is a different coach. I think Adrian Griffin, his relationship with Jimmy Butler weirdly might help Jay Crowder come back or Jay Crowder want to come back because of, you know, just the relationship that Crowder and Jimmy still have. I could also see Jay Crowder being like, I didn't really like my experience with this organization. I'm going to go somewhere else. And Jay, but also... How many how many more places can he go? He's kind of running out of options, right? Like, mm-hmm. is he just going to toil away with a bad basketball team? Like, he's going to be on the Wizards next year because that's all I, he has I, left. I don't see that. I mean, you're right. He is one of those guys. But that... like, think about it. Boston, he 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 ran his course there. Mm-hmm. Ran his course with Phoenix. Ran his course with Cleveland. LeBron. Yeah, Cleveland, but LeBron. I was thinking more Lakers, right? Mm-hmm, true, I like, guess, yeah. Like, I, I mean, 
do you, you probably don't want him in Memphis with Marcus Smart? Like I feel like that's adding you're adding too much like too much of that sort of same guy. Maybe not. Maybe you are. Maybe it'd be okay. But Sacramento, I guess you you might look at some of those newer teams that sort of rose to prominence last year. Um, and maybe Jay Carter gets the opportunity. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's overall. I was just thinking it's it's been a couple off seasons since the Bucks have hit on a on a bargain free agent, and yeah. they're due. I mean they're gonna have to they have to find some people. Out. Yeah, and and I mean if we're digging in the bargain bin, uh, you know there there are so many names, right? And you just don't know also like how these how these guys are gonna be valued. I I really liked even though he's a restricted free agent. I, I I don't think you get Jackson Hayes. Shannon had that suggestion yesterday. I do like it. I like the idea of it. At 23 years old, I feel like that's a excellent backup big. Yeah. Uh, but I I don't think I don't think that's that's realistic. I'm way out no. on camera. I'm way out on Cam Reddish. I know the Blazers are letting him go. Cam Reddish has been hyped every corner and has not delivered. I do not. I understand there's potential there. I just hope the Bucks aren't going to want be the ones that take the cheese because I think that cheese is going to come out stinky. He's he's kind of like the guy that I'm looking at right now, Justice Winslow. Yeah, where it's like this guy has he looks the part, six eight, you know, can handle the ball a little bit, but just has disappointed his entire career. Um, but kind of would fill you know an athleticism and switchable defender versatile defender kind of role that I anticipate becomes more prominent with the Bucks this year with uh with Adrian Griffin. Again, we don't know, but um yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the level of player we're looking at though. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's somebody again... somebody who's going to be making the vet minimum or whatever, I mean a couple million dollars, you know, for a one-year deal. Um so we can't. Yeah. I you don't think they'll use the mid level exception on on somebody you know on someone from a free agency perspective. You think they'll use it on Javon Carter or Jay Crowder oh. or someone like that? Well, that's. I mean, if we have that, I guess. Do we? I mean, yeah, yeah we must. We still do. I, that. Yep. That doesn't go away for right. And next year, year, yeah, yeah, you have you have it for one more year, I believe, and then so, then you gotta get out of the apron. So like Austin Rivers. So forgive be, me, I guess I guess I can Austin Rivers. God, if we're giving him the mid level, I'd I'd be I'd be walking down the Hone Bridge. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's about, a minimum player if I've ever seen one. I, hey, and Austin Rivers talks about it on Rosillo's podcast, Ryan Rosillo, that is about how like he was pretty jealous that you know he didn't ring chase uh, with Denver last year, and that would so, be. I don't. I. I. You don't like Austin Rivers. You're out on like that. he has the choice. No, I uh, no mid level. I'd be looking Chuck. I'd be looking more like Harrison Barnes, uh, Kevin Love, Black Felt, Black Felt, um, Ke- Kevin Love. You think so? So you. I mean, I understand Austin Rivers, but but you think Kevin Love's gonna get the fucking mid level for how old he is and how he can't play defense? I didn't say it was a four year deal, did I? No, no, you didn't. I mean, no, I mean, it's fair. It's fair. You know, Kevin Love would be like the around. Dude just made twenty seven million dollars. I don't. I don't think he's gonna go to the go to the minimum. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Love. Kevin Love would be like Aramis Ramirez joining the Brewers. Like it's just a complete asshole. 
who ruined the playoff season. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him, just, but I mean, I, I guess I would take him. I but. mean, fuck Kevin Love in the corner. Kevin Love's passing with Giannis's passing, uh, with with Chris's passing. We would just be throwing outlets all goddamn day. If I knew what the middle level exception number was in front of me, that would probably have been a been a good thing to do before we did this exercise. Sorry, I guess that'd be a little little bit easier for me. Are you um, a Kelly, are you a Kelly Uber guy? Sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I would. I'm I'm always looking for a six eight six nine dude who can stand in the corner. Right. Um, but also kind of create a shot. Um, you know. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> the Dylan Brooks, I think Dylan Brooks is going to chase a bag. I don't I don't expect I think some team will overpay yeah. uh he'll end up on Houston. Right. And, and that thing will just <laughs> him and Udoka just having like UFC just having UFC battles. You want to talk about catastrophic implosion. I yeah. mean that's that's Houston if Dylan Brooks goes there. Oh yeah, that joke yeah. was definitely too soon. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, the free agents are are rough though, man. Overall, it's uh, you know, and Chris Middleton's basically the best free agent available. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's not it's not great. It it's uh. There, it's I mean, not... there are there are a couple guys on here you could probably sell me on over Chris just in, just in a vacuum, but um, it's it's rough. Right, that kind of scares me. Just thinking about it, like I mean, obviously James Harden is, I guess, better than Chris Middleton, but considering the price tag that James Harden's going to command, mm-hmm. and what you could get Middleton potentially for, mm-hmm. although Middleton did make more than um, James Harden this right. past year, right? But yeah, Harden famously took a pay cut allegedly, even though it was oh, yeah. just like he got under the table money. <laughs> From, yeah. from fanatics. Oh yeah, Michael Rubin. Michael Rubin dropped the bag. What about your long-standing love affair with Terrence Ross? I mean, he's washed up, but be very bucks to get him a year late. Pretty disappointed in what he did with for Phoenix um, this year. I guess. I mean, would I rather have Terrence Ross or Wes Matthews? Probably Terrence Ross. Yeah. Um, no offense. But I'm taking. You know, if it's kind of like that, then then yes. Um, but I don't think he can. He's not even that old, is he? Thirty? Uh, no, I mean, no. Thirty-two, maybe. Yeah. Um, which is pretty old in the NBA at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, sure, I I would probably do that. Um, another guy I was looking at. Let's see, where was that- he? Would Seth Curry cost you too much? Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. I'd love Seth. I would love Seth. Oh, Curry. fuck. Yeah. I mean, that. Yeah. But then no, I think that that makes Javon Carter expendable. Totally. Um, and I would probably rather have Seth Curry than Javon Carter. I don't yeah. know. Ugh. You the, lose the a lot. You yeah. lose a lot defensively. Now, I think, though, you have then, you really feel good about what you have, though, uh, in terms of bench scoring. You have mm-hmm. consistent bench scoring night in, night out, right? You don't have to worry, hey, is Grayson on? Hey, is Bobby gonna hit his shots? Is Pat Connaughton gonna hit, hit a couple more threes than he than he used to? Is Javon Carter gonna have a Javon Carter game? 
you have a reliable guy, but the defense leaves much to be desired. You're you probably can't play Seth Curry and Bobby on the court at the same time. That sounds like a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Two two poor defenders on the court at the same time. I think Seth Curry, I guess the vision I would have would be like a microwave in a playoff game. Totally. Where right. it's it's he's the only bad defender out there, you know, and but he's he has the the ability to go off. I know we haven't really we didn't really see it at all last year. Right. It's been kind of a weird stretch for him. Um getting traded and a couple times I think or mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'm losing track overall of how many times he's been moved but yeah he's moved right. I mean bit. Seth Seth Curry is I think a realistic like minimum type of yep. player that I would I would kick the tires on I I don't know I would assume Philly brings him back but I always like Niang um yeah I, I, I just I like his game I kind of like his attitude um Again, another guy, wing defender that you can throw at, um, throw at people. It, but I, I don't see any reason why Philly wouldn't bring him back. I'd be kind of surprised if they didn't, honestly. Unless he was like, I'm just, I don't want to play for a loser culture that Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid fosters. <laughs> so, uh, well, any anyone else that we missed before we uh, move on to the Brewers? Um. Probably should just move on because we could we could go. Oh, oh yeah, we could night, just all night pulling these right. names off. Oh off yeah, these, off this list. Did you did you enjoy the last last thing I'll ask you about free agency? Well, I'll ask you two things. Number one, did you enjoy the Dante DiVincenzo Knicks? Like we're just gonna bring in a whole roster of Villanova. We're just gonna be the Villanova New York, the Villanova Knicks. <laughs> yeah, that was a Simmons thing too, wasn't it? Oh, it was. I didn't listen to that. Uh, I heard that the other day. Oh, okay. Um, it might have been their Sunday night pod. No, oh, I don't. I don't know the, the. Oh well, the Dante rumor. I've seen a few. I've. I think Steiny Mo had it. I think a few other people had the the rumor. I didn't know. I. I don't want to steal jokes. I. I did not hear the Villanova Knicks joke. I thought that was original. That he didn't. Original Simmons concept. did not. Did not okay. make any any joke about that. He just said, okay. "I have." How about Dante DiVincenzo to the Knicks? Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, I don't know. Dante, I mean, how many times are people going to learn that Dante is just kind of, he looks better on paper than he, than he does on the court. Like the the idea of Dante is a lot different than him actually on the court. And the last question I'd I had. I'd bring him back, to be honest with you. But, ooh, I mean. Ooh, ooh, that's spicy. That's a spicy meatball. Not, not my money. Um, And then the last question I was going to have is, how excited are you for the Bucks to – make a trade tomorrow or tonight today. And then I have to do a podcast tomorrow to talk about it. Uh, that's a question for yourself, I guess. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I just, I think we just, you know, it's knowing our luck. That's so what yeah, I was where I have to, I have to say the Ditka talk to the trainer next. <laughs> Let's move on to the Brewers. We're potentially uh, on a, maybe I, mean, I, I would, I would get a chuckle out of it. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, with the Brewers, we're, we're taping right now as the bottom of the ninth is starting. So potentially hilarious uh, moment is upon us uh, with whatever happens. They're currently leading five to two, but they're Brewers. Yeah, Yelich with a clutch two run single. Yes. Baby. The Christian nice. Yelich, the Christian Yelich haters are fucking 
furious. A classic fourteen hopper. They are they are absolutely livid. Christian Yelich doesn't get clutch hits. He never gets the clutch hits. Maybe if, if people actually watch baseball and not follow box scores, they'd realize that Yelich has these moments every now and again. Um, Yelich has been – Yelich is off the shit list. Uh, no, yeah. Being. I mean, he's he's not Yelich. hitting any home runs early, but he's he, his slugging is still decent because he's hitting a lot more doubles this year. Um, Yelich, Yelich is an all-star, man. Like, I think so. I mean, that's something we can talk about on another podcast, but I I really think Yelich is an all-star. It's a, it's a pity vote? No, nah, not a pity vote. I just think he, you know, I mean, you, every team needs an all-star. I mean, I think Devin Williams, any pitchers, I think can't be select. No, they can't be selected as your lone all-star, but it's also, it's hard oh, to yeah. get relievers in. I think Devin Williams and Yalich are your two, your two brewer all-star probably. Was that last year when the Diamondbacks, their only all-star was that Joe Mantiply? Yeah. Yes. Some reliever that I had honest to God never heard of. No, I mean, and, I play in an NL Dynasty Fantasy League, and I didn't hear Joel Mantiply, and he was there, the middle reliever that was their, their all-star. Yeah, so anyway. Thanks are going to have a lot more all-stars this year, though. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um. So, but anyways, shit list. So, you know, this this can be guys, owners, front office, managers that it's been there forever. Could be just recently that they've entered – into that realm baseball is obviously a sport that you you know you go through it you go through the roller coaster you talked about it last week when we we discussed a lot of brewer stuff where you're like just kind of how to ride the roller coaster it's like one one good week one bad week right and who's who's on your shit list in terms of and it doesn't you can game one guy you can name two three whatever it may be and then I'll, i'll i'll give you mine uh as well well Biggest, I, I will stay away from management and stuff like that. I like I said, I was half joking at the beginning of the pod about Mark <laughs> Anasio. I mean, I get it. He he does all right for what he has to work with. I understand that, but um, it's tough between Willie Adamas and Rowdy Telez. Yeah, I think I think I lean Rowdy because he's been so fucking bad. The last, like, what? It's going on six weeks? Yeah, it's been terrible. He struck out on a goddamn pitch count thing tonight, which that's what I was laughing about at the beginning of the pod. Uh, I don't know if you caught that, but, um, yeah, I mean, hasn't had a home run, and I don't know. It's just – it's a nightmare for the guy right now. Yeah. And I feel like I had pretty high expectations for him uh, this year. I mean, he was – good in the world baseball classic and it just has not really been there the last six weeks and you know he's planted firmly in the three four spot basically in the order every night right and you know it's a big reason why the offense stinks yep and and it, but it's also adamas could probably be equally blamed right um so i'll, I'll throw both those guys in there i guess yeah and, and- you know, I mean, they're pretty much all on the shit list, really. But um, <laughs> I mean, uh, and for Rowdy, you know, his June thirteen for seventy eight overall, mm-hmm. batting yeah. a cool one sixty seven, nineteen strikeouts. So not terrible from a strikeout perspective, but he has a grand total of five walks. So like, 
if you weren't hitting the ball, but you were walking a bunch, right? Kind of almost a Kyle Schwarber-esque thing, walk, strikeout, or hit a home run. I think I could reason a little bit more. I think I could get a little bit more on the on the idea of of Rowdy being all right. I, I agree with you on on Adamus. I was, you know, I wouldn't say that I was advocating for an extension, but I did have some trepidation because I was like, I don't know, Willie Adamus just all doesn't always seem dialed in like that. Twenty twenty one Willie just has never came back. And it's yeah. Like, I mean, it was it was a couple months after the trade. He was on fire, right? And then everybody fell in love with him, right? And frankly, since then, basically, that was yeah. twenty twenty one, right? I mean, right. It's, yeah, it's been it's been know, over. It's, it's right around the like, team, right around the time the the Brewers as an organization took their foot off the gas that year yeah. is when is when Willie did too. And yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind of you are who you are, right? At some point, and well, you could I, you could say that about Owen Miller too. Oh well, Owen Miller is on a recent shit list. Like I, my <laughs> Owen Miller, my Owen Miller shit list is more on Craig Council for still batting him fifth or sixth. Like Owen Miller last night had, I think it was last well, night. And I Monday. mean, he's got nowhere to turn. I, I mean, l- listen, what are you gonna I, put, hit fucking Blake Perkins fifth? I, I, Blake's hitting three nineteen since coming I back. Actually. Up. Blake Perkins has been good the last couple of weeks and stuff for getting picked off once again. Oh God. I can't, I can't imagine the things my father says at home watching Blake Perkins get picked off like that. Like that is so bad. Like I, that that's a shitless one. That's not, not large. I um, mean, he getting picked off on a snap throw is, yeah. is really bad. Well, Luis Arias, Luis Arias, I feel like is on a lot of people's shit list. I will yes. include my own. Like you are a young outfield, young infielder. There is no fucking reason that Francisco Lindor should throw you out on that. Brewers win five to two. Uh, you'll get three reasons for me after uh, Mitch and I get done taping. But after it's, the last uh, pitch, you make the switch. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the well, Luis Arias man, such an oompa loompa out there. Yeah, he's just not like waddling. He, well, he's a scuttles. He's like five eight, five right. seven. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's even five. Legs. He's five six, maybe. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I get that he plays a decent amount of defense, but he is just completely nothing offensively, and it's, it's just time. Like at some point, the Roosters kind of have to rule home. Like we have to at some point, you know, ring the bell for some of these guys. And Urias it, has two options. Bryce Trang's hitting the ball again in, in AAA. You know, do you do that? Also, Sal Freelich and my I have I told you the theory I have about Freelich and Hira. Um, probably, but for the people that I think they're getting both getting called up July third. Maybe not Hira because Winker's starting to pit play better, but I think I think Freelich's up on the third. I will put my I have no inside knowledge. I just think they that's a ample opportunity to do it because you have a seven game homestand. You you get comfortable, you get familiar with American Family Field, then you have the All Star break, and you can kind of reassess from there. Your yeah, thoughts. it could be, could be. I mean, that's, I, um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but no, it's fine. I just, I just, I don't know. Something tells me they're not going to call Freelick up this year. 
or not not till like September. I don't know. Oh, I'd be shocked if they wait that long. I would be really surprising. I they would they would be on my shit list if uh if they if they waited that long. I think you can't wait that long. Not with not with the way the offense is going. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to keep trying stuff, right? Well, like, I do that when you can sign Rymel Tapia to hit 053. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you did that over against Zach Gallon. But yeah, I mean, I was gonna ask if he was DFA'd yet. No, but it appears but, he's he's still active. See, yeah, that's the move. You just DFA Tapia, and you bring up Freeland, and there you go. And there's your there's your move. Keep Perkins. Yeah. Keep Perkins. The nice up thing here. about Freelick is he can play outfield and second, and probably some other places too. Can he play second? He plays second base. Uh, and MLB the show he does. All I'm right. pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure that he he was drafted as a second baseman. I think. I think he's more of an outfielder, but yeah, he's a right-handed thrower. I mean, he can, yeah. This day and age, they have, they have guys play all over. Yeah. And the nice thing, I guess, and being more positive, there isn't really, there isn't really any pitchers that I'm like, Oh God, this guy again. I mean, Strzelecki kind of was getting there. I like Strzelecki a lot, but, and then council kind of explained, which made a lot of sense that they sent Strzelecki down to just manage his innings. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I'm I'm okay with. I mean, that's that's kind of playing the game. It sucks yeah. for him. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of games. He's like 17 straight days. They're just trying to get him, get him some rest. I'm sure if this Tommy Pannone sucks, like oh. then they'll then they'll 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 get him back up. So my question is, you're trying to get him some rest, but you have to set him up for that. Like, can't you just like not pitch him for three days? That- I I, 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 mean, I mentioned. Like- I mean, just, just as a general thought, there's a lot of things I see about, um, you know, when they, they call for reliever. It's not just for call in baseball. Right. Um, they call for relievers. You get a fresh arm. It's like, you think that guy wasn't pitching in AAA? I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like a guy's been sitting down there and hasn't pitched in three weeks, you know, and, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you need a fresh, a quote, fresh arm for a double. Like the guy probably pitched yesterday in, in AAA. It's, he's not really a fresh arm, technically. I just right. think it's a funny like thing that they say, and, and that's that's the that's the same thing as as council saying, "Well, we want to manage his innings, so we're going to send him down." Like, if you wanted to fucking manage his innings for real, I don't know, give him an extra day off. Yeah, no, no, not 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 that it not that it. I just think it's it's one of those things that sounds nice to say to the media, or like he doesn't want to say he sucks. You know, right? Just it, it, so they're just—I don't know. I'm done ranting, but no, no. I just think that—I think that stuff's funny. No, it's. Uh, I I think that. Uh, I I think you have a point that like there is, there's probably better ways to do it. But I mean, is it bad for Strzelecki, who I, I think is single, to go down to Nashville for you know ten days? Well, again, I I would you rather live in Milwaukee or Nashville? If you're twenty in your mid to late twenties, right? Oh yeah, I mean, Strzelecki is going to live it up for ten days. He's just going to go on a, a complete bender. It's um, probably one of the it's one of the rare, I would think, situations where AAA city is probably a better time than the ML than the MLB right, city. Right. It's like, oh darn, I have to go to Nashville for ten yeah. days. Shocks. Like Shit. when they were in Colorado Springs, yeah, that probably sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, that's not fun. Unless um, you're like a hiker, or you smoke a lot of weed. 
and I, I don't know all the AAA affiliates off the top of my head and, and whatnot. Louisville, Louisville's one two, home of the bats. That's probably decent. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, decent. That was that's not bad. Um, I'm trying but, to like like I think the Giants is like Sacramento. Yeah, that would be good. I, I didn't mind Sacramento, but it was a, it right, was better. It's clearly, as a, it's a a one day city. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So Triple anyway, a, yeah, we're way off way off here. Uh, I guess the last thought with the Brewers, any. Any uh, like so now on this road trip they've won here four they're four and two on the road trip they can win the series tomorrow against the Mets and Scherzer Scherzer's been very good at home I still think you know taking a split and winning one of those games against Justin Verlander is an accomplishment itself we love to say house money I think tomorrow is tonight's house money for the Brewer crew and then you go to Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's playing a little bit better uh, they beat up the Padres last night. Uh, it's yeah, you get to that. They could get to that fifth win. Then it looks really good. You'd hate to get swept by the pirates. This is a, it's a big kind of upcoming stretch here now with Pittsburgh, Chicago, and then the reds, uh, to finish off the, the first half could really, could really kind of make a dent in, in the, in the division. You know, if that, if all things go well. Yeah. I mean, it's again, I think we're on the, on a current uptick. I mean, really yes. since the, since the six game losing streak, right. They're what? Like 10 and four, nine and four. Something like that. I'll look it up while you talk, which is, which is pretty good. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, just going to have to kind of, kind of ride the roller coaster. And the, the Pittsburgh series is huge this weekend. You get an Apple TV game on Friday. So yep. mark your calendars for that. Yeah. Um, Another one. And we get fucked by the Mets and have to play a night game. On Thursday, yeah, fuck, which yeah, the, one of it's them or the Cardinals that play the Thursday night games to wrap up a series on getaway day. They they're just abysmal organizations for that. So <laughs> talk to Steve um, Cohen. Yeah, who's got enough problems? I mean, you're you're looking at losing three out of four to the Brewers. Oh, is, and and well, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we still haven't hired that president of op- baseball operations." I was like, "Gee, man, I wonder why." Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, maybe it's David Stern's contract. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's yeah. written in that Stern's can't can't coach or can't manage you guys until uh until the until the following year. Is that why? Yeah, he's got a he's got a non compete probably. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent for twelve months. It's. I think that's as clear as fucking day with that commentary that comment from Steve Cohen, and. Mm-hmm. And then Buck Showalter's like, well, I'm getting kicked out of this fucking thing yesterday. <laughs> it's all falling apart for the Mets. Frank the Tank's the only one that can keep them accountable. Right. Do, so you, yeah, like, Brewers... do you like Frank, by the way? Like, just as, just, you know, talking? Do you like uh, Frank? I think that he gets exploited a little bit by Barstool. Oh, and 100%. he has, but I think that, like, the stuff where he's, like, calm. Yeah. He's actually like pretty smart. Oh yeah, baseball totally. person, right? And I just think that yes, they. It's not Frank that I would hate. It's obviously <laughs> it's Barstool that I would hate about. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to get con and I, his little sidekick, that fucking guy, um, kind of weird looking guy. Clemmer? He's a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh uh, yeah. Clemmer's yeah. Clemmer's an odd dude. Yeah, just what a pairing. I mean, no question. Two about beauties. It. No doubt. Uh, 
at what what you were saying about the Brewers, they are eight and four since that six game losing streak. They're forty two and thirty eight. The Reds are tied in a Donnie Brook with the Baltimore Orioles at seven right now. So if the Reds were to lose that, the Brewers would then be at one and a half games up here, almost as June closes out, and a a pretty solid solid June for them after after what was a a rough May. It's pretty much and I'm I've been pretty much five hundred in in uh in june give or take yeah and i'm looking at they're pretty much back to their high water mark not including the first couple weeks of the season right where they were obviously red hot to start and then ended up losing six in a row as well um incidentally right as the game we went to at the end of april um they lost six in a row back then and kind of kind of came back down to what more what they were at 18 and 15 They've kind of been at that three, four, five games above 500, and they kind of dip to 500 basically. Right now they're back up to four up. So they they got um, the six. They got the six against Baltimore before they lost six straight, um, which is classic. So can they get now? It's like can we get the six? And then can we get the seven? Can we get the eight? And then you're at eight. Like then you're like trying to get that two seed and avoid mm-hmm. you know and get that bot, which I don't I think start, is. I would like, just I would feel a lot better if they. You know, they've done a better job winning games here the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep winning series. I mean, yeah, 100%. They haven't, they haven't, well, they won the Cleveland series. Yep. They have a chance to win the Mets series tonight. They swept the Pirates, um, kind of fucked up the Arizona series. Yeah. And, you know, then it was a losing streak before that. But yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. And- I mean, this, this, this would be the time when, I don't know, when they've kind of shit the bed. The last couple couple months, you know, where they where they kind of kind of peak a little and then fall apart for right. a week. Yeah, this is this is the time. This is time to go. At the, you're absolutely right because you have one more with the Mets. I would say it's little house money because you at least have the split. Then you have Pittsburgh, Chicago, Cincinnati, and that's I think it's ten games. Yeah, because one of those is a four game series. You come out of that seven and three, and all of a sudden. It's look, it, you know, the seas are pardoned a little bit. Dare I use one of my least favorite cliches in sports from fans? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, a championship team would, would win this game tonight against the Mets. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. We'll, I, we'll I, I, frankly, I despise that. Put in shit. Put in, Every, put anytime in. the Bucks lose, a championship team would not lose this <laughs> way, or a championship, <laughs> would, championship team would not do that. Put in Again, a lot there's of no, there's no perfect team. Put in a lot of pressure on the boys against Scherzer. Although they have a lot of lefties, Scherzer can't pitch lefties for some reason. He really struggles against left-handers. So Scherzer is washed. Tickets as low as two dollars, Chuck, for tonight's game in New York. Should we have Chuck. Murph? To, should we have Murph to help the PJ to do uh, <laughs> to get us to New York tonight? Jesus, yeah, that's crazy. Let's do it. Um, beats beats Summerfest. Oh, standing um, room. Wow, I got it. It is what it is. Well, Mitch, we've went pretty long. I know we were going to do tears. I don't. I think we're probably at our at our yes, capacity. I think, I think I, we are as well. I think we can punt that. That we can kick that right. can down the road for a while. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's uh, again that the rankings. We're in ranking season now. Oh yeah, yeah. We NFL could do calendar. we could do a whole. NFL. We got to we got to rank quarterbacks. We got to rank running backs. We got to rank your, receivers. We got to rank your favorite way wep- to do weapons. 
would you rather do rankings or tiers? Would you, are there a difference? Do you want to do the tiers? Do you want to do the rankings? Do you want to do importance rankings? Do you want to do uh, schedule rankings? Like we could rank every fucking thing in the NFL. Right. Well, rankings is is much more specific, so I appreciate the you know tiers is kind of a half assed. Oh. Um, because you're like, well, you know, you know, ranking right. is kind of ranking is kind of gunpoint. Like, it's yeah, like you're I, you're I putting have your to... nut... Yeah, you're putting exactly. at least at least one nut on the table. You're not maybe putting both nuts on the table, but you're putting one nut on the table. If you're saying Jordan Love, I think Jordan Love's a top ten quarterback. I would rank him in the top ten. Or if you're like Jordan Love's a bottom bottom ten quarterback, you're kind of putting your nuts on the table there and saying, I this is how I think of Jordan Love to start the year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Jordan loves top ten quarterback. No, I think he's somewhere in, in between in that in that ten to twenty. That might be much, cl- much much closer to twenty. Probably, yeah. I I mean, I I think it's somewhere in there in that mix. I'd have to go. I might have to do this now for homework myself. And, and I mean, he's really he's very much it. in the he's in the fog right now. I mean, we don't know totally. what the hell. Totally. It's, it's completely, it's completely new. It's completely different. Uh, I have no idea how Packer fans are going to handle it. I think it's going to be really bad. Actually. I think there's going to just, it's going to be to your point about roller coasters. That's going to be like shockwave at six flags. Like you're just going to go through loops, hit your head a couple times, not necessarily feel great. I never did the shockwave. Did you ever do the shockwave? No, that was the one that did it eight times in a row. Um, and cause like neck injuries and shit like that. I was too much of a pussy to do that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. no, never, never did that. Did the um, Iron Wolf where I stood up? I, I one time was too fat to do some of the rides. That was tough. That was uh, when I was like doing, like I was in college. That was, that was bad. That was a, a dark time. <laughs> tough one to, tough one to sort of, yeah, come back from. Yeah, yeah, I came back. Like I lost weight the next year, and then I was like, "Look at me now, bitch!" Like yeah. I'm back. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a, a good personal life story to uh, to end the podcast with. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, we have so much NFL stuff. I mean, training camps now a little under a month away. Um, it's hilarious. Aaron Rodgers getting bullied into doing hard knocks. I guarantee you, he's throwing such a fit, fucking fit right now about doing hard knocks, it's it's probably just unprecedented and they're like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. I, I'm looking at AAA affiliates right now. Yeah. I really don't. I shouldn't bring this up, but no, go ahead. No, no. Most of them awesome. most of them are indifferent or like Norfolk, I think that's in Virginia. That is in Virginia, yes. Um, Good job. Uh Baltimore's probably better. Say what you want about Baltimore. Um would you rather live in Chicago or Charlotte? Probably Chicago. Chicago. Uh, Sugarland Space Cowboys are AAA for Houston. That's Houston as well, I'm sure. Yeah. Houston area. Yeah. Sugarland is, is a suburb, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Worcester for Boston. Yeah, I, mean, I live in Boston. Right. And you're an hour from Boston, probably. Right. Um, Columbus. Probably rather live in Columbus than Cleveland. Um, yeah, college town. You think about, you city, think about yeah, you think about town. all the tail that you you have available there for you. The yeah, capital, it's Columbus for sure. Uh, Anaheim or Salt Lake? I mean, Anaheim. Anaheim. Uh, yeah, you don't have the you have to deal with the alcohol part in Salt Lake. Salt Lake probably a prettier city than Anaheim. Probably. Um, Scranton 
or New York. I mean, there's probably no bigger, no bigger discrepancy there. <laughs> That's a one verse sixteen for sure. Yeah, Toledo or Detroit. I mean, Spider-Man meme. Yeah, well, but Toledo's a quarter of the size. I nearly, um, I, I nearly worked for the Erie Seawolves. Fun fact: I got a job offer from them. I didn't, didn't take it. Vegas or Oakland? I mean, Vegas. So that yeah. that one probably counts. But soon to be the Vegas A's, right? You know, Durham, North Carolina, not well. That actually might be okay. That's in like the Raleigh area. Oh yeah, know? I I had a great time in Raleigh. I thought Raleigh's another again another college town. Yeah, it's in the Raleigh area in the Triangle, as they like to say. I'd probably rather be in Durham than Kansas, Kansas. City or, or Omaha. I mean, Kansas City probably, yep. but Omaha is not too terrible. Mm-hmm. And Seattle or Tacoma is that's like Milwaukee and Waukesha. I yeah. mean, it's sure Seattle's better, but you're not very far. Yeah. No, I mean, there, yeah, there's not, I mean, it's not that bad. I, I think, you know, they're, they're okay. And I think the nice thing that they've tried to do now is keep a lot of these close. So it's not like you're going from like one part of the country to the other part. Like when the Brewers were in Colorado Springs, it's kind of a hassle to bring guys up and down. Right. And now it's there. I mean, some, some just buttes and names, the Sacramento river cats is, is perfect. It is. Is there a river in Sacramento? Probably. Oh, probably. Yeah. Or the the El Paso Chihuahuas. Um. So. Well, yeah. I do remember a, a big bridge in Sacramento. I guess so. Yeah. yeah that would be the river. Probably, probably where the river cats lie. Um, and hang out. Uh, but as for these crazy cats, we are out for the week until Saturday. Uh, where we'll we'll do a pod on Saturday morning if for some reason we don't need to. We'll see you next week, but I would assume we would. Um. So we're we're planning on it. Um, and if I need to jump on tomorrow to do, do a quick recap of if trade goes down or someone signs, we'll uh, we'll do we'll do as such. Um, we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure that out and and suss that out. And so uh, stay tuned, stay tuned for we'll uh, always be for here for you. We try, we 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 try, man. Uh, you know, live show at Hose coming up next fall. Book it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but kind of, I feel like Hose would be if we're gonna do a live show. I think Hose would be a perfect venue. Small enough where yeah, it wouldn't be bad. It's small and right. I don't think any anyone would care. Right, exactly. And so if we don't get it, if we just get our friends that come, it's not going to look bad for us because it'll it'll actually look full. And we'll be like, look how many fucking people we had in our podcast. <laughs> so and then it's like, well, just get it. It's a small bar. Don't no one knows that though. Right. This it's the beauty of marketing, Mitch. It's right there. Marketing 101 for you. A little marketing lesson for you and the people. All right, guys. We'll uh we'll see you Saturday uh unless something something crazy happens. Take care. Peace.